Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, my whole life I've been praying for 
Let us pray. God, in your presence, we find comfort, we find strength, and we find renewal. May our hearts be open to your word. May our voices lift up in praise. May our souls be stirred by the moving of your spirit. May this time of worship be a source of inspiration, of reflection, and deep connection with our faith, with one another, and with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Today's scripture lesson comes from the New Testament, Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 through 20. You can find it in your program. The scripture reads, You Philippians indeed know that in the early days of the gospel when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs more than once. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that accumulates to your account. I have been paid in full and have more than enough. I am fully satisfied. Now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to take a few minutes this morning to share with us all from a message entitled, The Power of Kindness. The Power of Kindness. If you look at the back of your program, for the last few weeks or so, Pastor Dawn and I have been delivering message from a series, Belonging. And the series, Belonging, is framed through the lens of porcupines. Porcupines who, when they need warmth, they come together for the comfort and closeness. However, because of the quills, there's a tendency to poke and prick and even harm or hurt each other. The images of two porcupines seeking both warmth and comfort, but also there may be some pain associated with that. So along this journey, we started by talking about the isolation and this desire to be close. Then we talked about moving closer and what that looks like. But once we got close, we talked about the quills and the impact of the quills on one another. And even though the quills are there, we discussed choosing to stay close. And at some point, we have to even retreat away. And today we close out the series talking about how loneliness pushes us toward one another again. How loneliness pushes us towards one another again. The power of kindness. If you've not listened or heard any of the previous sermons, I'd recommend checking out the podcast to do so. And one thing that Pastor Dawn encouraged us to do throughout this series is to read the whole Philippians, read all of Philippians, the whole letter. And in the margins, kind of write down your questions, what questions stir within you. And I'm going to share some of my questions today that I wrote down as I was reading the scripture and writing the sermon. The power of kindness. In these verses, the Apostle Paul shares and shows his gratitude for the previous and the current giving of the Philippians. His heartfelt thanks and appreciation for their gifts is apparent. It is obvious. He does not hide it. He is thankful. He is grateful. He says things along the lines of, you share with me in the matter of giving and receiving. Only you, only you did that. He shares that you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. He shares that even, even the gifts that they sent him through Epaphroditus were worthy of him being thankful and grateful. 
I can't imagine how lonely Paul was along his journey. I can't imagine the isolation that Paul went through. But I do know that the kindness of the Philippians were worthy of him stating it, writing it, and putting it in the record. They were kind. Now, the exact gifts that they gave him, I can't tell you right now by looking at this scripture. Can't tell you. But I do know this much. They must have been pretty good. Because if you keep reading in the scripture, he describes the gifts as they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. When is the last time that you received a gift that was a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God? A gift that brought about that type of imagery. When did you receive or give that type of gift? Now, as I said, I, I don't know what the gifts are. But Paul's description makes me say, I want one of those. And more importantly, I like to give that to somebody. I like to give that to somebody. The power of kindness. The kindness of the Philippians moved Paul to write these kind and refreshing words. So much so that there's a proclamation, a promise that he also puts in the scripture. Paul says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The kindness that he extended, that they expressed, that they gave to Paul. Moved to the point where he said, may my God, may my God supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The gift he received moved him to seek the blessing of God on those others. That's a gift. That is the power of kindness. The power of kindness moves us to want God to give kindness to others. The power of kindness moves us to want the blessing of God to fall upon others. The power of kindness moves us to recognize that no matter how kind we are, there is a level of a gift that can only come from God, and we wish that upon others. Now, if you look at the Scripture, there's a couple of things about kindness that become clear to me. Number one, number one, their kindness was clear. They didn't hide it, didn't pretend. It was clear, and it was sincere. They weren't kind because somebody made them be kind. They weren't kind because they had to be kind. They weren't kind because there was a box to check. They weren't being kind to impress anybody. They were kind because it was sincere and heartfelt. I'm just trying to be kind. Who I am, who we are, just doing for others. And in doing that, their kindness was remembered by Paul. Have you ever had somebody do something kind to you that you remembered? Have you ever sat back and remembered that, man, they did that for me? Sometimes we forgot about it, but a moment will remind you of the kindness that somebody extended toward you and how that made you feel. See, kindness has an impact. Kindness has a profound impact. Here's what I believe. Sometimes it is the kindness that we direct toward others that reminds them of the goodness in the world. For me, that's worth hearing and saying again. Sometimes it is the kindness that we direct toward others that remind them of the goodness in the world. Now, understand something. That's not about us getting a big head and a big ego. That's not what it's about. It's about God showing up through us. It's about that random little act of kindness that you think might not be a big deal. That might be the one thing to help somebody hold on for the rest of the day. That one kind word you extend to somebody in the store or at home or at church or anywhere. That one kind glance, that one kind notion, that one kind intention. Our kindness makes a difference. There is power in kindness. And we don't know who needs it or when they need it. 
but we do know this much. God gives it to us to give to others. Kindness is a testament to our faith and our commitment to the word of God. My heart was broken one time really early on in ministry when I was sitting down with some young people and we were, I was a youth pastor in my former life, so to speak, and talking to some young teenagers and adolescents. And I'll never forget this day, a young person sat up in the meeting and raised their hand and asked a question. And they said, why are Christians so cruel? Mm. They, they said, why? They said, it seems like us in the church, we're crueler than anybody else. I don't see kindness from God's people. Now, now, now I'm not going to go deep into the answer, and here's the thing. I didn't have an answer. I'm going to be real with you. I, I didn't have an answer at that time. But I do know this much. God expects kindness from us. And I do know this much. Somebody has been kind to us. I know somebody's been kind to you. You know why I know that? Because you're still here. Of course, I'm still here. Kindness draws us closer to each other. Kindness draws us closer to God. And here's a revelation for me that came about. Kindness draws us closer to ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes we can become so hardened by the world. Sometimes those pricks, those pricks from the quills can become so pervasive and so overwhelming. Sometimes we can build up walls and build up barriers. We can shut down and we can shut off. And even though within us there's kindness, we find a way to shut it down and shut it off. Because I was hurt in the past when I gave it. I was hurt in the past when I showed it. But there are times, I believe, when we are in the presence of kindness and we experience kindness, we are reminded of the kindness within us. There is a transformative power associated with kindness. The power of kindness is so profound and far-reaching, it impacts individuals, it impacts communities, it impacts society. In a whole bunch of ways, a variety of ways, various ways. And there's a few I'm going to share with you and then I'll be out your way for the day. But what is that transformative power of kindness, Charles? Number one, kindness promotes compassion. Kindness promotes compassion. Acts of kindness serve as a model for compassion. When people witness or experience kindness, they are more likely to extend it to others, creating kind of this ripple effect of good. Kindness, the ripple effect. One pebble of kindness creates a ripple effect. Anybody ever heard of stories like this where somebody pulls up to the drive-through window at their favorite fast food restaurant and they say, I'll pay for the car behind me. And then the car behind them rolls up and they say, what's my bill? They say, oh, they paid for you. And then that car pays for the next car. They've done studies on this and shown that by doing something for someone, something moves inside of them to do something for someone else. Kindness promotes compassion. And I don't know about you, but I believe we could use a little bit more compassion in this world. Kindness helps us manage interpersonal conflict. Kindness is powerful. When I'm mad at somebody, and I do get mad at people, y'all, I'm be real. Can I be real? <laughs> when I'm mad at somebody, I never remember the kindness they showed me. I only remember what they did wrong. <laughs> when I'm mad at somebody, I can tell you everything bad about them, even if it's not bad, because I'll make that thing up. But when I come into the situation with kindness... All of a sudden, I can remember, wait a minute, we, we've been good to each other. We're okay. We can get through this right here. When you focus on the kindness, we're able to get through, through things together. I believe kindness strengthens communities. 
In a community where kindness is encouraged and practiced, there's often a greater sense of unity, of trust, and of co cooperation. Acts of kindness can bridge divides and can create a harmonious environment. Do we live in a community where there's a culture of kindness? Do we extend kindness to strangers? What does kindness look like in our daily lives? I want us to be known as a community of kindness. We as a church, are we a community of kindness? When people walk through these doors, do they feel kindness? I may not know you, don't know your name, but can I still extend kindness? Can we put that out there? And I believe the answer is yes. My friends who are physicians have told me, Charles, there are actually health benefits to being kind. Huh, what, what? They say, oh, oh, no, no, studies have shown that kindness can lower blood pressure and help with your immune system and do all these things. Being kind, really? It has that kind of a profound effect, just being nice to somebody? I say, oh, no, the physiological impact is real. Kindness is real. There, there's a personal health benefit to that. And then kindness, kindness. Acts of generosity are grounded in kindness. Donations, volunteer work, nonprofit work, helping out the community. There's something about kindness that moves us to be more generous. So that's the powerful, transformative part of kindness. Kindness cultivates empathy, the ability to understand the feelings of others. Kindness puts us in a place where I may not believe what you believe. I may not worship how you worship. I, I may not eat like you eat. I may not talk like you talk. But I've got some empathy, and I understand that there's more to this world than my world. And, and I can still be kind when I don't know what you do and why you do and how you do it. I can still be kind and have empathy when I may not agree with everything you do because you don't agree with everything I do, but empathy grounded in kindness can move us closer together. And finally, there's a level of personal fulfillment just in being kind. Practicing kindness can just reveal our purpose, give us deep satisfaction that we are making a positive impact on the world just by demonstrating kindness. Family, in essence, the power of kindness lies in its ability to transform individuals, relationships, and communities. It has the potential to create a more compassionate, harmonious world, one act of kindness at a time. But let me tell you something before I finish. As I was sitting in my car this morning before coming into church, I wrote something down that I want to share with you. Because I asked myself a question. I said, Charles, are you being naive? Charles, Charles, are you being kind of superficial and shallow right here? Kindness, Charles, just be nice to people. Just, does it really make a difference, Charles? With everything happening in the world, you're going to tell me just be kind? Can kindness fix this and can kindness fix that? And can kindness change that and can kindness stop that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if kindness by itself is the ultimate solution. But I do know that kindness is an ingredient to the solution. I do know that. Kindness by itself may not change everything. But kindness is one of the ingredients to the solution. I firmly believe in that. Let us pray that God fills our hearts with kindness, with love and wisdom, to speak words that uplift, encourage, and draw others and ourselves closer to him. May our lives be a living testimony to the transformative power of kindness. Thanks be to God. Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as could be. And my heart felt alone, and I 
family and there's power of kindness in family may that power draw us closer to each other to God and to ourselves now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his holy spirit rest rule and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore let the church say amen amen amen, amen. 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 go in peace and be kind <laughs> If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.